quick second to pay the bills and a word from our sugar daddies. As you may know, we've partnered with Riverside.fm. Now, we at the podcast podcast use them for all of our virtual interviews, as do our clients, and they have transformed our quality. The 4K footage is incredible, and there are a ton of features, including teleprompter, which is great if you need to record an ad and keep forgetting what you're going to say, and you need to record it at the same time, as well as the ability to transcribe, create clips, and edit directly in Riverside. The biggest thing, though, is the video quality. It's far superior to any of the alternatives in this space, and that's why we use Riverside and so do our clients. If you want to sign up to Riverside today, click the link at the top of our show notes and use code PODCAST15 with a capital P for 15% off as an exclusive discount. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why you should start a podcast in 2024. One it's never been easier to grow a brand across all channels, right? You do one piece of long-form content, your podcast, that goes onto YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, transcribed into newsletters, blogs. You can do all of your content, grow your brand simultaneously, and do an hour's worth of content a week. Big win, right? It's just, if, if you're a bit lazier, I suppose, like we might be. Oh, no, sorry. We're really busy. That's the one. That's it. Really busy. Let's be fair. Shortcuts are designed to be used like use them so if you can do an hour's worth of content like right now we're recording and halfway through whilst we record like to my instagram will probably be and to the tiktok and to the youtube will be a clip from this podcast that we recorded a couple of weeks ago right we can do one hour recording every two weeks that's two 15 minute episodes a week that's daily on stories on reels on shorts on tiktoks that goes gets transcribed and turned into blog articles by the marketing team so it's all leveraging other people fine to edit and chop it up great but if even if you're doing that yourself it's still significantly quicker than you know creating content for facebook then creating content for instagram creating content for youtube and that brings me on to number two which is ai Things like Autopod means you can live mix multi-cam footage. So three different cameras like we've got on this podcast into one that saves you hours. Your research, you can save hours using things like ChatGPT. We even typed a URL of a guest of one of our clients into Google Bard and said, I'm interviewing this person. Give me 20 podcast questions to ask them. And it basically read the website and was like, here's the sort of questions you should ask them. And if you go into ChatGPT and Google and say, I've got a podcast about X, here's what my audience is or who my audience is, give me 20 guest suggestions or 100 guest suggestions, or give me 20 brands who might want to sponsor this show or get access to this audience. It does all of that research for you. So it's never been easier in terms of having a podcast of day-to-day production editing can be condensed you can have it transcribed you can use things like it's a time it's a time consuming stuff right that's yeah. what that's what it is it's a, it's not going to do the important stuff like the content creation for you i think people trying to do that is a, is a really bad idea but f- people for the things like you said the research element of it um transcribing all this time consuming stuff which can often put creators off if that's taken care of and then like you said you maybe have a team doing the clips and you're just focusing your time where it matters on creating great content because going back to point one you can't 
create short form content and turn it into long form, but you can create long form and turn it into short form, right? So instead of creating a bit of content for every single platform, even if you have all the money in the world and the biggest team in the world, that still takes a lot of your time. But then if it's just one piece of long form content, then you're hitting every single audience, right? The people that want to consume short form, the people that want to read, the people that want to listen to long form audio. So yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, and like you say, with AI, there's so many things coming out all the time that's helping with. I still don't think it's at the point to take over from anyone yet, but it's definitely really supplementary to what we do here and to what independent creators do as well. Yeah, it just means you can spend more time on a project. So the way that, that we use it, if we find a, an AI tool like Autopod that will mix you know, three multicam like, or multicam footage using three cameras into one, so that could save hours of one of our editors time going through each of those individually just to like mix it so the movement of the camera is and the angle is sort of enough to keep people engaged but really that's not that's not a skilled job specifically for somebody to do that it's just make sure it's moving every so often you know make it fairly engaging make sure the camera's on the person talking like that's not it's not skilled so use ai for that but those two or three hours that we save on that it's not like oh job done great it's great now we've got an additional three hours to make sure the thumbnail is going to convert really well testing different titles to see which can have the best click-through rate having better quality edits for the tiktok stuff so it's fine you can use it as a shortcut and be lazy and spend less time on it generally but i think you should still spend just as many hours on it but in the right areas yeah but now you've got extra time to play with to do the really nitty-gritty fine things that actually make a huge difference like titles thumbnails show notes the edits of the clips the intro the trailer all of that stuff that takes a lot more time and still I can't find AI that will do that to the same standard as somebody who works on YouTube channels or podcasts full time. Their eye for that sort of stuff is just better. But another piece of software that's really good is Descript because it would just transcribe it and then you can put that through ChatGPT and there you go, you've got a newsletter, or you've got a chapter for your book or something like that. So it's going to save you a ton of time because we get pitched AI stuff all the time because of our size as an agency we test a lot of these things and we've seen some of these gen ai stuff that dan's been playing with he got us to record like a script in the booth and it will like produce a podcast or produce an ad for whatever brand in your voice and it was a bit scary at first i think it until it turned me american yeah butchered yours a little bit but you can definitely tell there's no personality in it at all i think maybe this is something interesting. I saw the other day, I told you, didn't I? Like really high in the charts was like an AI version of Joe Rogan. It was like the <laughs> Joe Rogan AI experience. And it's like Joe talking to Andrew Tate. And it's like three hours long of complete AI content. And it works better with those people that have got like thousands of hours worth of content of their voice out there. And there's more sort of range in their tonality and things like that. And it's a bit less robotic, but it's still crap. It's not going to replace hosts, but definitely use AI to sort of save you some time so you can spend some extra time on, on the other stuff. Number three, competition is lower than it's ever been. So sponsors are paying four times as much to creators now than they were in 2021, but there are less podcasters now than there were in 2021. 
listeners are at an all-time high as well. Half a billion listeners worldwide, growing 25% year on year. There are a ton of people who tried to start a podcast over 2020 and 2021 when they had a lot more spare time. Loads of those gave up when they went back to work. But sponsors are still doubling down on how much they're spending. Create or people were listening to more podcasts. So really, it's a better opportunity than ever in the last couple of years to start a podcast. The best time would have been when Joe Rogan did. But I'd say the next best time is now. Unfortunately, what happens is the more money that gets made by creators, the more appealing it is to a wider market, which means competition will rapidly go up again and more people will try and more people will try and it'll get harder and harder and harder. It's not going to be like this for long, is it, with the low competition, but high money being spent and a lot of listeners? No, exactly. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. I think competitions are really good things. It means everyone raises their game. Like a year, maybe 18 months ago, you was getting a lot of these Zoom interviews. They weren't, like, connections weren't great. Quality's not great. People were cheaping out on their equipment. And we even said to people, like, listen, don't spend that much. Just get out there first and sort of win the race. Be one of the first. That was number one. But now we are seeing, like, you're going to have to spend a bit more money. Don't use Zoom. Use Riverside. If you can do in person, please do. Like, don't just use um, your webcam. One minimum, use, uh, like, a modern iPhone or something. Or buy a mirrorless camera and plug it into your computer or, or whatever. So, And that's why competition is still so low. It's for every new 10 new podcasters, 10 that give up. Yeah. And it's not a bad look on podcasts and it's those that are trying to wing it because at the end of the day, it's pretty hard to wing it and be successful now. And it's, it's a bit different maybe if you're doing it for a passion project, but a lot of people start in podcasts to create an income yeah. of some sort. And if you're doing that, then you need to take it seriously. You need to treat it like a business, right? You wouldn't open a shop, but only open for a couple of hours each day, um, only staff it for like you say a couple of hours you say shut three days of the week just to make your money and then open full time yeah. would you because it wouldn't work you need to kind of open full time put money into it and then you're going to make your money back. yeah exactly you got by the stock got to lease the place and you know have a nice shop front and i think realistically now i would say nine out of ten people i speak to should have a video podcast now and you should be on youtube like uh, shorts appear on Google search results now. So short form content is massive. I genuinely think you need to spend some time on good quality production, whether it's just renting a local studio. There often aren't that much money. And if you can try and get a few interviews in, you know, back to back, it can be quite cost effective. If it's solo stuff, then great. Do it from home with with a camera. Um, Find an editor and find somebody to use some good thumbnails and some clips. That is so worth the investment. One, because if you just do that for your first 10 episodes, like first of all, most people give up in their first 10 episodes, but yours are going to be the nuts. They're going to be much better quality. You're going to grow much quicker. You're going to see the return you want much quicker. But I think if you're always trying to save a quid here and there, you end up delaying making money so much that you never actually get to that point you give up. In a weird way, it's better to sort of overspend a little bit and just expect that if your quality of content is good, the things you're saying and the quality of production is good, you'll get the result you want. It's no coincidence that the people we work with that make the most money are typically the people that put the most money in in the first place. Yeah, for sure. It's just the easiest way to stand out in the space is do the things that most people don't. If you've got good quality production most people don't do that yeah so you just immediately yeah you just immediately stand out it's just it's exactly the same as that analogy right it's your shop front if you're if you don't have one or it's really messy versus 
a boutique next door that's got really well-dressed mannequins, really good lighting, looks like super clean. The glass is always clean, right? You're more likely to walk into that shop uh, and people are then more likely to buy. And whether you believe it or not, some people do believe that how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you do some stuff sloppy, no wonder people aren't converting because people don't judge you on your paid stuff. They judge you on your free stuff because that is the first impression. And I'm not buying from you if you don't make a good first impression. So I can't judge you on your paid stuff. Some people are like, oh yeah, I'll put um, my really good quality production for my online course or my really good content I'll put on my online course. Pay me a few grand, then you get it. It's like, well, no. Like, If you test drive a car and it's like falling apart and like the gearbox is really sluggish, you think, oh, this is really shit. It's like, oh yeah, but when you buy it, you get the version that works. You're never going to buy that car. <laughs> no, of course not. So, not ideal. And then, oh, I can't remember what number are we on. Four? Number four, yeah. So, number four is creator programs. So, Facebook will pay you for lives, subscriptions with your audience, and reels. YouTube will pay you for shorts and long-form content. TikTok will pay you a pound per thousand on their partner program. So, all of these repurposed clips of content you've already produced or going to produce anyway, you can get paid on Facebook on YouTube, on TikTok, on the podcast, plus selling your own products and services. So that's not even going to be the primary form of income, is it? That's supplementary. Yeah, selling your own products and services is the primary objective here. But then on all of those channels, you're going to get paid by the platform just for posting clips you've already got anyway. So like I said, we record an hour every two weeks. That is enough for daily posting on all of those platforms. So Facebook's going to pay, Instagram's going to pay, YouTube's going to pay. That's just stuff for brand awareness. It doesn't need to make money. I don't care if it does or doesn't, but if it does, amazing. That's a big thing with 2024, though, is all these creative programs is, is, exactly. the, is the big change, really, because TikTok wasn't paying, or it was, but very minimal. Barely. Uh, and now that's taking a big jump up, and guess what? YouTube Shorts is going to probably have to compete with it pretty soon. And then, and then obviously YouTube pays, Instagram, Facebook, all of these platforms are having to up, their, up the game to get creators to stay on their platform. Genuinely, I know podcasters, not even massive, like less than 100,000 subscribers on YouTube that will earn... 10 to 30 grand a month through Facebook and TikTok, right? And then you add in YouTube, that's another 10 to 20 a month, plus sponsors. I was going to say sponsors sort of, as well. Sponsors, trickle-down revenue, affiliates. subscription. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, tickets to events is one of the biggest things for this year as well, is live podcasts are going to be massive. People want that content. They want to get access to that creator. Patreon. All of these different income streams that we talk about has just been made even easier. So when we say, you know, this is a good time to start a podcast, I genuinely mean it because this stuff is public. And I've even seen a lot of people that I follow on TikTok um, share how much money they made. I know this was a big trend on YouTube in like 2018 where creators would do like, oh, how much I make through YouTube. And it's like, that is like the best or most viewed video every single year because people care. But then all that does is anyone who hasn't got one yet, it's like, I want that. Yeah, of course. Like, I want that life. So then now, I think the last like three or four years, the most wanted job amongst kids in the US was YouTuber. And now that'll probably pivot. But is it going to be influencer or creator? The platform might change. Because when it's really public that you're making this through YouTube, this through Facebook, this through TikTok, this through the podcast, you're selling out all these places, doing live podcasts. Like everyone's going to be like, well, I fucking want that as well. Yeah, <laughs> of so I'm going to join. So I think 
there's less competition now. There's more money to be made. It's a bit easier because of AI and things like that. That's a lot of upside. Now, the downside is, yeah, you're going to have to up your game on the production. You can't just do sloppy in your box room, bad audio. You need to spend a bit of money to have good quality content that does your show justice. So then you can get all of that benefit of the fame, the fans, the income. Please stop kicking my foot. I didn't mean to play footsie with you, I'll be honest. It's a bit romantic. I was... I really liked what you're talking about. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow us. Uh, we So Spotify doesn't like us. Yeah. With a name like the podcasters podcast, SEO is quite difficult. So if you, if you do listen on Spotify, we'd love a little five-star rating or something just to get, to give us a boost. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Um, there could be loads of people on Spotify that want to start a podcast. They just don't know how. Exactly. And they are doomed without us. It, exactly that. We Our SEO is quite decent on Apple, but... It is seemingly very tough on Spotify to rank when two of the words in your title are the word podcast. So, um, and the other one's the. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it'd be great if you could help us out on Spotify if you listen there. So, cheers. Guys, I appreciate it. I hope 2024 is awesome for all of your podcasts. I'll see you next time. Adios.